Greetings, sardine babies. Welcome to episode two of the Slobcast. Just like to let everybody know, this episode is brought to you by Grilled Cheese. Uh, this week, I wanted to talk about the Grammys. Uh, I didn't actually watch the Grammys, but I couldn't get away from reading all the headlines about it and some controversy surrounding it. So I figured I would sit down and blabber into a microphone about it. And I just want to say, first off, like as I was kind of doing some reading about this, uh, you can like pop in just the search term Grammys controversy into Google Trends, and you can see a tick, an uptick every February to where people are all upset about something that happened at the Grammys. And it's it's kind of a brilliant marketing strategy, I guess. I mean, I don't know if it's intended as that, but it, it works, because obviously, I mean, I wouldn't be talking about the Grammys if it weren't for all of this controversy. But essentially, the, the big story, I guess, or the one that I saw the most is that... Uh, Lord was quote unquote snubbed out of a Grammy win and she wasn't allowed to perform solo when other male artists were. And at first, like after reading some of these headlines, you might think, why, why are you bitching about not winning a Grammy? Like you're rich, you have everything you could ever want. You know, there's obviously bigger problems, but, and, and I'll admit, I felt that way a little bit before I kind of read into it and, uh, understood the situation a little bit more. Um, you know, these people that are saying that women get uh, an unfair treatment in the Grammys, they, they do have a point, and there's scientific evidence to back this up. Um, you know, only 9% of people nominated in the past six years have been women. And so that kind of piqued my interest, so I, I found a report done by uh, USC, I believe, and I'll, I'll link the, the actual report, I think it's a PDF, I'll link that in the show notes. Uh, the report is titled Inclusion in the Recording Studio. It's from Professor Stacy L. Smith and the USC Annenberg Inclusion Initiative. It's pretty interesting stuff. If you like uh, hard data or this sounds interesting to you, like I said, a uh, link to that PDF will be in the show notes. But I thought I would go ahead and just kind of tell you some of the statistics that are in here because it's definitely interesting. Um, so if you're wondering, like, uh, is there a, a difference in the amount of male to female artist, and the answer is yes, there's a, a vast difference. So in this report, they had a total of 1,239 artists, and they got the data from the 600 most popular songs of each decade, and found that there was a 3.5 to 1 ratio of men to women, based on those statistics. And even further, uh, they broke it down by year, and you can see that on average, 12.3% of songwriters are women, which is actually on an uptrend up until 2017, which means that of their data, 87.7% of songwriters were male on average. And so you might be thinking to yourself, well, um, if there's an average of 12.3% of women that are songwriters and an average of 9% of women that are winning Grammys, it's really not that heavily skewed against women. It's not like the Grammys are this uh, patriarchal-driven system to sort of uh, bash down women. That being said, like the, the chairman of the Recording Academy, his name is Neil Portnow, was quoted as saying that women artists need to step up, which obviously immediately he had to issue an apology for and retract his statement. But it, it highlights a sort of attitude that women are just these whiny, sort of incapable people, and I don't think that that's true. Now, I mean, when you talk about the Grammys, it's it has a lot of problems on its own, you know, I mean, if, first of all, if you're making music to try to win a Grammy, then your music's gonna suck, regardless, I mean, I hate to tell you, 
I mean, since when have the Grammys ever been about who writes the best music? It's it's hard to say what's the best music because it's obviously subjective. But if anything, it's a it's just a popularity contest where it's like, who can write the most uh, catchy, you know, repetitive song with a team of writers and sell a million copies of it? And then you expect these old grumpy people to kind of pick and choose who's like the cream of the crop per se. I mean, that's how you get Bruno Mars winning however fucking many Grammys that he just won, which which I'll get into a little bit later. But reading these uh, statistics from this report make me wonder, you know, why is it that women are just less likely to be musicians or artists, producers, songwriters, you name it. You know, they're generally left out, it seems. And I don't know if that's because there's not as many women that feel like they can pursue a career like that. It's interesting to think about because obviously in a perfect world, you know, you would have like maybe a 50-50 ratio of men to women who are artists, you know, because we, we all have brains in our head. We all have this desire to create things in one form or another. And obviously I don't have the perspective of being a woman in the music industry. I know I'm a white male. So if anything, I'd, I'm probably the furthest from it. But it sounds like the industry needs to change. I mean, Nicki Minaj has the most songwriting credits of any female artist. I think it's like 15 if I'm remembering correctly. And I think Taylor Swift is number three. Like, come on, there's way better female artists than Nicki Minaj and Taylor Swift. I can name three right off the bat. You got Leanne Le Havis, Napalm, Sid from the Internet, all three of which have all put out amazing projects already. So it's it's not like women need to step up. It's like people need to start paying attention to media that isn't just force-fed to you by the radio or TV or whatever. And another thing I was wondering about when I was reading about this is I was wondering where the fuck is Frank Ocean's Grammy? Because Blonde was probably one of the best albums that I've heard in at least two years. So I was like naturally just, you know, ready to rage, bro. But uh, come to find out, he just didn't submit his albums for Grammy nomination. Either he didn't do it in time or he just didn't give a fuck, which is probably more likely, honestly. Which I can appreciate that. That was a good fucking album. And he doesn't need to win a Grammy to validate it as such. I mean, shit. If I won an award from a bunch of old dinglings who get paid to criticize art, I'd take that as an insult. I mean, when have old people ever been ahead of the curve? Back in my day, we used to listen to the same four chords over and over for like three decades. But enough about that shit. Let's talk about Bruno Mars. Because that man won, I don't know how many Grammys, and I cannot tell you fucking why. Um, if you haven't heard 24K, I think that's the name of his most recent album, um, do yourself a favor and don't. I mean, it's not a terrible album, but to me it sounds like just a bland mix. Like if you were to just throw Michael Jackson and James Brown into a blender and hit like make a hit album, that's that's what that album sounds like to me. And not only is it bland and kind of boring, but you could argue that Anderson Pack made that album already, and he did it way better than Bruno Mars did. So listen to uh, Bruno Mars's new album, as much of it as you can stand. I mean, hey, if you like it, no hard feelings. But listen to that album, and then go listen to Malibu by Anderson Pack, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. And I don't have a problem with Bruno Mars. I think he's a talented dude. He's a hell of a performer. I mean, he plays drums. So, you know, I like him, obviously. But 
I feel like he had a lot of potential with his, uh, I think it was titled Unorthodox Jukebox, was one of his earlier albums, and I really fucked with that. It had like a police vibe, had a live band in it, and now it's just like this weird pseudo-funk type thing that I, I just can't get down with personally. I'm not the only one that feels this way. Uh, Justin Vernon tweeted, let's see, I got it here somewhere. It says, absolutely no offense to Mr. Mars, but you absolutely have to be shitting me. And uh, he goes on to say, it looks like Grammys are still something serious musicians should not take seriously. The Grammys are for the music industry. Music itself is for everywhere else and everyone else. Good to remember. And I thought that he said that really well, really uh, eloquently. Fucking Bon Iver with your fancy words and your fancy intellect. That being said, uh, 22 Million was a hell of an album that came out this, or not this year, last year, and should have won an award, but he didn't. So remember, kids, it's okay to be petty sometimes. Even Justin Vernon does it. But hey, there's a couple good things about the Grammys. It's not all bad. Kendrick got some shine. That was good. He also won uh, four awards, I think. Let's see here. I got it somewhere. Yeah, he won Best Rap Album uh, for Damn, obviously. He won Best Rap Song for Humble. Best Rap Performance for Humble, and uh, Best Rap and Sung Collaboration for the loyalty track he did with Rihanna. So there's at least one thing that I can agree with on the Grammys. Uh, another thing that I saw while I was reading about this is James Corden, which if you know me, you know that I don't like James Corden. I think he's the tapioca pudding of late night hosts, but he did something that changed my opinion on him. He was giving out consolation puppies to people who didn't win Grammys, and I fuck with that. Because what's better than a fucking consolation puppy? Because I'm just going to keep it 100 with you guys. If I were to get awarded with a puppy every time I failed at something, I would hit rock bottom almost immediately. Because I really like puppies. Anyway. Who needs Grammys? What do you even do with a Grammy? I don't want to know, actually. That shit's kind of phallic looking and celebrities are weirdos. So you know what? I said fuck it. I'm starting my own goddamn award show. We're doing this shit right. It's the first ever Slobbies, motherfucker. We're keeping it simple. None of that extra shit. I'm just going to list off my favorite albums of 2017. And to the winners, I will be mailing you your complimentary cheese cubes. So be on the lookout for those. And without any further ado, here are the Slobbies winners. And this is going to be unorganized. These are in no particular order. We got uh, Kamasi Washington's Harmony of Difference EP. That was a solid one. Uh, Somfa's Process. Vince Staples' Big Fish Theory. Sylvanesso What Now. Scissors Control. Tyler Creator's Fly Flower Boy. <laughs> uh, Daniel Caesar's Fraudian. Uh, Kendrick's Dam, obviously. John Mayer's Search for Everything. And Bon Iver, 22 a million. So, congrats, winners. You'll be getting your hand-engraved cheese cubes very soon. As soon as I can get UPS to insure uh, them. Because, you know, it's very expensive to, to mail a sort of thing like that. Don't get me fucking started on cheese logistics. I don't want to go there right now. In a good place. But anyway, hey. If you don't like an award show or the way they do things, do what I do and don't watch it. If you have to know who's winning, Google that shit. And if you're upset about your favorite artist not winning, go
go support them anyway. Buy an album or go to a concert. That's worth way more to them than some arbitrary trophy and applause from a bunch of rich celebrities. Or at least it should be. Anyway. But, uh, yeah, next week I am actually doing my first interview podcast, so you guys won't just have to listen to me anymore, so that's exciting. I'm having the one, the only, Danielle Grubb on the show. Gonna be doing a quick interview with her. Hopefully I don't fuck that up. So, um, if you have any questions for her or anything, feel free to hit me up on Twitter, or actually don't hit me up on Twitter, because I've deleted Twitter from my phone, and I'm usually only on it when I have my desktop, so... Matter of fact, don't even worry about it. Just telepathically communicate to me the questions that you have for Daniel Grubb, and I will ask them to her next week. So thanks again for listening, guys. Um, like I said, I like to keep these short when it's just me, mostly because I can't sit here and talk to myself for that long. I start to feel a little bit insane. Thanks for listening, though, and I will catch you on the next one.